0: These of us nothing. You hear me? They please us like we do. Yes, sir. They suck. sweat us like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. I want you to hit everything to move. If the rest gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. But they're us, too. that gives us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Welcome into the Rob Bro Show. I am Rob Bro. I am the host. You are the co-host. Text in 806-855-3712. We've got West Virginia basketball tonight against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Lady Raiders off in the midweek, but they have a huge game coming up on Saturday to get back to 500. To celebrate the decades of Lady Raiders and a 30 year national championship reunion. All of that on Saturday against Baylor. We also have Big 12 basketball to talk about on the men's side. Obviously, I just mentioned the West Virginia game tonight, 6 o'clock at the USA. (sighs) I. Can, can Texas Tech win tonight? Yes. Yeah, they can. How do they do it? Tell me how. 806-855-3712. Tell me how perfect game happens. What does a perfect game look like for Texas Tech basketball? What's the score in a in a dream world tonight? What's the score for Texas Tech? Who went off? Who played well? What did they do well? And if you just want to stick with the uh, well, Daniel Bacho is has his family in town, we're doing this, we're doing that, whatever. You can go with that. Otherwise, give me some action on uh, what you want to happen tonight. What the dream score would be. What you want uh, in a in a in an ideal world for Texas Tech basketball. Do you have a caller? No? Okay, spam, all right. Those those spam callers, man. I, have, do, you, do you guys get the, uh, hey, is Mary there? And then you're like, no, Mary's not here. And then they're like, well, since you're on the line. No, you're calling for Mary. I'm not Mary. Hang up. How about that? These uh, spam callers getting, getting intelligent, though. We also have high school basketball tonight. Rescheduled from yesterday after the snow, Sweetwater coming to town to Estacado. That game tips off tonight, 5 o'clock on KKM. I will be on the call, so uh, I will rely on you guys to give me some West Virginia content as well. So tweet at me what's happening. Should I tune in? Should I not tune in? Should I watch the game tracker? Uh, Whatever it is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock for Texas Tech. A text line, one more time, 806 What is the perfect game for Texas Tech tonight? In my opinion, I think a great game for Texas Tech tonight beyond a win, right? Because obviously a win is the number one priority tonight. I think a perfect game that might be replicatable Now, I'm debating inwardly on saying going all-in on defense and going all-in on offense. After the Iowa State game, Mark Adams said that there would be changes. What's the change we've seen? What's a change that could realistically happen? In my opinion... Man, I really want to say just go full-on Temple like Temple did against Houston and just leave it all on the defensive side. That's Texas Tech basketball, right? That's Texas Tech basketball. But with this roster, I kind of want to say just lean into the offense. Open it up. Run fast. Shoot shots. Be decisive on offense. All this dribbling around on offense does not help. Ball movement, skip passes, shots, decisive shots. Efficient, open, decisive shots. That's the dream tonight. That your offense looks like an offense. That you beat West Virginia. 75 to 68. Your defense plays good enough. You look competent on defense, but you're just making and shooting open shots. And and you're not dribbling into traffic and throwing it backwards and doing the three-man weave at the top of the key. Pass off, pass off, pass off, pass off. Nobody's ever open. Everyone's standing there. I think to me, the biggest change that can happen is that you go out and make a concerted effort to get open shots offensively. That you lean in for the first time in six years to the offense Hey, the defensive mentality is not working this year. They're rowing seven. Let Kerwin shoot eight threes. See what happens. Let Kevin O'Banner, let him fly. See what happens. Let Jalen Tyson be decisive on offense. Let Pop Isaacs be decisive on offense. Give me a lineup. Of shooters and Bacho down low. And let's see what happens. Pop, Kerwin Walton, Jalen Tyson, O'Banner, and Bacho. Go to the four corners offense, to the triangle offense. Run the pick and roll. If it's not open, which it should be if shooters are around the perimeter, kick it. Hey Pop Isaacs, drive and kick. Davian Warren, if uh, Davian Harmon, if you're in the game, drive and instead of just driving straight into the traffic, kick it. When you catch the ball and you're open, shoot. Against Baylor, You shot just as good as them in the first half. Really well. 50% from the field. 50% from three. 60% from the field. Whatever it was. But they had 10 more possessions. It's a lot harder to turn the ball over if you're shooting open shots early in the clock and being decisive and not dribbling into traffic and standing around for 10 seconds and then trying to make a pass. That's what I want to see on offense. Whatever your season averages and shots taken, just start throwing them up. I want fifteen shots above your season average. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You lose. <laughs> Newsflash. You've lost before. <laughs> Uh, This off the text line, Huggy Bear's stool finally breaks. He forfeits from embarrassment. The Red Raiders get their first much-needed win. I want to go back to the idea that this game for Texas Tech is the most important game remaining on the schedule. And if you win, obviously the next game, the game after that, also important. But if you lose tonight, I don't think there's an important game left on the schedule that rises to this level. Well, every game's important. Yeah, this one's important. This is a must-win. You have five home games remaining. You really need to win all five. Now, if you win this one and the next couple and then lose one all right, did you steal one on the road? You really need to steal two on the road. You need seven Big 12 wins. And it, it, it honestly is a little bit disingenuous trying to talk about going to the tournament at this point in the season, but if that's still the goal, this is a must win. You have to win tonight. And you have to have an above-average crowd, which I think you will. The student section alone is a big difference maker at the USA. By the way, we do have six tickets to give away first-come, first-served. Text in your name and tickets, and I'll tell you where to pick them up. but it just seems like if there was ever a time to see urgency for 40 minutes from a basketball team it would be tonight and to me that urgency can be seen on the defensive end like it has been so often but I don't really care what the defense does tonight I don't as long as you're playing hard I really don't want to happen, don't care what happens defensively I want to see some life on the offensive end of the floor. I want to see possessions. I want to see shots. And it's Kevin O'Banner, Jalen Tyson, and Pop Isaacs I want to see shots from. We've seen them from Pop. Hopefully Pop can get some more efficient shots off and make a few more. He is a volume shooter. but i want kevin obanner to take every open shot he has and if that means you're force feeding it down low if that means he's snowbirding if that means he's getting open in the corner and you're dishing and driving and dishing whatever it is if he's going to be quote unquote your leader if he's going to be quote unquote your your best player force him the ball And I don't want to be inefficient, but I want to see volume shots from this team. This offseason, all we heard was, well, we're recruiting to get better at three-point shooting. We're recruiting shooters. Well, let Marion Williams and Kerwin Walton shoot. That's why you brought them here. You didn't bring them here to play defense. If you did, you didn't recruit well. But if you brought them here to shoot, Take the blinders off, baby. Run full speed. Get out. Transition. Get some offensive possessions out. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, more Texas State basketball. We'll talk about the NFL a little bit, the NFL playoffs coming up. We'll continue our bandwagons. I've got a bandwagon for you when we return. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rosho, Talk One of Three Point Nine News Money Sports. Me and were I West Virginia yeah, Basketball I was ranked before Big Twelve play started at a really good non conference. Strong non conference. They've played well in the Big 12, but only have one Big 12 win. But their net ranking, the ranking that uh, officials use to set the committee's mind at ease on the tournament picking, they're 29th. So the AP polls just a bunch of writers putting together their thoughts and sending them in, and they tally them up and put them out. That's the AP poll. Matters, but it doesn't matter. The net ranking is what you've actually done mathematically, analytically. And West Virginia is a top 30 team in the country. Texas Tech is favored by three and a half. But this game is not going to be an easy game tonight. This might be your best chance at a win. But in no respects do I feel like West Virginia is coming in as the worst team and an underdog. I mean, literally, they're an underdog, yes. They beat TCU. TCU's last week. They beat Kansas State by 20. They beat Kansas in Lawrence by 25. They beat Oklahoma by 20. In between those first two 20-point wins, guess who beat West Virginia? Or guess who beat TCU? Sorry. I ruined the punchline. Guess who beat TCU? Now, it was in Morgantown, but West Virginia beat TCU. In that run, top 10 team beat them by 20. Top 5 team beat them by 20. Oklahoma beat them by 20. West Virginia on the road, lost. And West Virginia is absolutely one of those teams, just like Texas Tech has been, That is a different animal home and away. And you get them at home tonight. Can Texas Tech win this game? Yes. In my opinion, will it be an upset for Texas Tech to win this game? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Absolutely. And I would be lying if I said I expect Texas Tech to win tonight. I don't. I mean, it's rough, but that's just the facts. West Virginia is a good basketball team with a one and six record in the Big 12, who has some home and away splits that I'm sure they're not proud of. They're on the road. You have to take advantage of this. Have to. Have to. Some trepidation, it sounded like yesterday in the press conference from Mark Adams, if AMAC would be too active tonight, I think he said something like 60%. Daniel Bacho's family is in town, but you have to have more from your seniors, have to. And that's Tamarian Williams and Curran Walton added in there. But O'Banner and Harmon have to be leaders tonight. And I want to see offensive firepower. I do. That's, I, maybe that's not the right thing to, to want, but that's what I want. Uh, Texas Tech's ideal game tonight. This is from the text line 12 or fewer turnovers and win the turnover battle. Love it. Davian Harmon, 20 minutes or less and off the floor during crunch time. I don't think that'll happen, but I understand why that texture says it. You need your best ball spacing and ball movement of the year. Better catch and shoot three opportunities and pick-and-roll opportunities have to be seized, have to be, have to be. If Kevin O'Banner or if Fardaz AMAC plays or especially Daniel Bacho, are streaking to the basket, throw it in there. You can't keep missing, you cannot keep missing those pick-and-roll opportunities. Uh, back to the text line. Ideal game tonight, out-rebounding West Virginia, especially on the offensive boards, and running off turnovers and rebounding. Yeah, I want to see that Steve Green offense. Selfishly, I do. Uh, Rob, would you say this game against West Virginia tonight is Texas Tech men's basketball's uh, Super Bowl? And that's from Mateo Nomeo's number one fan. Uh, Yes, yeah, sure. Call it that. It's the Super Bowl tonight. Because if you don't win, your season's over. Hey, doom and gloom, I'm all here for it. I am. If you don't win tonight with your seniors and whoever you're playing, I would play Elijah Fisher 30 minutes a game the rest of the year. I'd play Robert Jennings 20 minutes a game the rest of the year. I would... Start Pop Isaacs and Lamar Washington the rest of the year. Cause if you're 0 and 8 with the lineup you've been putting out there, why not try something new? Now probably won't happen tonight, but it if it's not broke, you you don't have to fix it, right? Well, something's broken and nothing's changed. Nothing's, nothing's improved. You haven't really tried new things. Now, Kerwin Walton has got a few more minutes lately and has shot well. Let's just see what happens with 25 Kerwin Walton minutes. I don't know. won't hurt. What's the alternative? And if Harmon's out there, run fast. Get down the floor. Harmon is best in transition. Let him shine. I I just want to see. I want to see different tonight. And obviously, the opposite of losing is winning. Yeah, of course I want to see a win. But more than that, I just want to see. A team that looks like they're competing for 40 minutes because we've we've gotten so used to that, and it's expectation around here. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I'll get to that bandwagon I'm holding on to. We'll also talk a little Dallas Cowboys, I guess. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 in the Arctic Air Studios. News Money Sports. We'll be back. Welcome back. It's Rob Roach, show talk one 3.9 news, money sports. I'm on a bandwagon. I'm on a bandwagon of Patrick Mahomes ankle. In a press conference today, Patrick Mahomes talking to media while he's, In the media session, he's standing up. When he leaves the media session, he walks off no walking boot, bounding down the stairs like he never had a high ankle sprain to begin with. Now, in the cold, running around, getting a couple hits, I'm sure Bengals players certainly wouldn't be twisting an ankle under a pile. But if something happens in the course of a game... Going to have some tough action, but it doesn't look like it was as bad as originally thought. Now, he could be gritting his teeth, biting on a strap of leather to make it look like he's not limping, and then when he gets back behind the closed door, he's falling over into a stretcher, and they're carrying him off, and he's just trying to look tough for the cameras, but it certainly looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to be fine this weekend. As fine as you can be with an ankle sprain. And Juju Smith-Schuster was asked, you know, what do you think about the game plan this weekend? He says it's fire. Uh, I would assume fire in this instant means they're going to keep it underneath, take some selective deep shots, but I do not think they're going to attack all over the field. If the Chiefs, when we've been asking today, if, the, if Texas Tech wins tonight, who's the player of the game? For Texas Tech to win tonight, who has to be the player of the game? Well, if the Chiefs win this weekend, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the AFC MVP, but Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a huge part if the Chiefs win of that win. He had 95 yards against the Jags. The Chiefs have not had a running back like that since Kareem Hunt. I really do think that as Isaiah Pacheco is legitimately needed to win this game, they have to run the ball. You have to run the ball against the Bengals. Now, the Bengals have had a pretty good stretch. They were in Josh Allen's nightmares. Some film study of guys on Twitter doing film study, guys way smarter than me. Well, I don't know if Dan Orlovsky is smarter than me, but he certainly played NFL football and does film studies a lot. Uh, but other guy, Baldy doing it, Schlereth doing it. Some of these guys that know ball and are doing film breakdowns of that Josh Allen Bengals game, Josh had no idea what was going on. No idea. Where's the blitzer? Dan Orlovsky also had a hit piece out on Dak yesterday saying Dak didn't know what was going on, and it was it was pretty pretty accurate. There's a point where Orlovsky's just like, if you don't know anything about football, where's all the grass on the screen? And during the game, I, I was saying the same thing. It's the... Uh, Linebacker turning to run with C.D. Lamb and T.Y. Hilton running bare free down the field on the left seam. Dak doesn't even look at him. He just decides who he's throwing it to before the play. Anyways, on the bandwagon of Patrick Mahomes. Also on the bandwagon of the Chiefs being able to run the ball and move it on this Bengals defense. This Bengals defense confused Josh Allen. I don't think they'll be able to confuse Patrick Mahomes as much. Mahomes and company scored on nearly every possession against the Bengals in the regular season. They only scored 24 points because the Bengals had the ball forever. Especially late. They went on like a nine-minute drive or something crazy. If I remember correctly, I'll have to go back and look, but... It's a field goal game. In fact, every time Josh, sorry, Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes, it's been a field goal game. I feel like I had something else to say. Oh, uh, it's also mock draft season. That's what I wanted to get into. Uh, Talking about bandwagons, I'm off the bandwagon of the Dallas Cowboys drafting any running back in the first round. I'm also off the bandwagon. Now, stay with me. I'm off the bandwagon of re-signing Tony Pollard. Keep Zeke in the fold, extend him, slash that contract in quarters, Pay him, I don't know, $2 million next year. Figure it out. Draft a a third-round running back. Improve the offensive line. Focus on the offensive line. And give Dak weapons on the outside. You do not need a first-round running back. Especially B. John Robinson. I like Bijan. I think Bijan is an athletic freak and can do good things. But if the Cowboys re-signed Tony Pollard and drafted Bijan Robinson, I would be out. I would be done. Because they'll win twelve games a year and not be able to do anything in the playoffs. Unless you're completely cutting Zeke Elliott and just biting that bullet this year, and then drafting Bijan, and somehow Tony Pollard agrees to a terrible deal, and you can keep him around, and it's Tony Pollard and Bijan Robinson, and then you trade all of your future draft picks for a great wide receiver, and and you convince some. Offensive linemen to come here in free agency as a left guard or a center. Like there's, there's not much else you can do. Defensively, you can survive if you're healthy. If Dan Quinn is still here. If Dan Quinn leaves, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. I asked earlier, "What does a perfect game look like for Texas Tech tonight?" This texter says: shoot forty percent from three, have less than ten turnovers, win the rebounding battle convincingly, and have more than fifteen assists. Bonus: show some emotion. Yeah, I want to see. I, I want to see it. And am I wrong for wanting just a full-on? Bad boys game tonight. Just like not getting in fights, but some rough, some rough defense and hey, this is our house kind of attitudes. A little pizzazz on offense, maybe. Some confidence. Am I wrong? Uh, this off the text line. Would you say you are pro big hen? Kyle already said you that he was more pro big hen than him. Inquiring minds want to know. I, I don't know that there's anyone more pro big hen than I am. I mean, Kyle can certainly say that, but Kyle likes to inflate his own sense of importance. And sometimes that's my gambling gaucho's co-host Kyle Jacobson. Uh, and, and he kind of jumps on movements late and then says he was always on them and that uh, he kind of leads the way, but it's, it's not true. And I think jumping in early on the Big Hen bandwagon, uh, inviting you into the inner circle, is uh, much more of a, a statement of impact than just saying that I'm a bigger Big Hen supporter. Now, I don't know if I'm the biggest. Rob Fiskation a little bit there because I just said I was, but I certainly was the earliest of the two of us. One more note on the uh, the action that's happening in uh, mock draft world. Uh, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, all these guys that make a living going in uh, just talking about the draft have some high praise for Tyree Wilson. And I have seen Tyree Wilson go in the top 10 more often than I've seen him go outside of the top 10. If Tyree Wilson has a big senior bowl, races Mobile, Alabama senior bowl, if Tyree Wilson goes and impresses one of those coaching staffs and word gets out that Tyree Wilson is just whipping players in practice and that Tyree Wilson is legitimately that big, that long, that athletic, that tough. If word gets out in NFL circles, Tyree Wilson will be a top five pick. And the second edge rusher off the board. And if he's not a top five pick, he will go six to the Detroit Lions and play across from the hometown kid Hutchinson. It's just my opinion. On the mock draft showing Tyree Wilson going six to Detroit. Yeah, that's, oh yeah. So that was Mel Kuyper. Uh, But hey, like Mel Kuyper is a draft analyst. Like you can't just discount something because it's Mel Kuyper. But yes, he did have him at uh, number six at Detroit. But what I'm saying is if he's on Mel Kuyper's radar, he's on legitimate NFL radars. Because Mel Kuyper just takes what he hears from scouts and puts it on there. Mel Kuyper, for what you want to say about Mel Kuyper, is still connected. Now, if Todd McShay was saying it, dot, 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 dot. All right, we'll take a break here when we come back. The final segment of the Rob Bro Show. I might even give a score prediction. I don't know. West Virginia tonight, 6 o'clock tip-off. A couple of tickets left. If you want those, just text in tickets 806 and your name. I'll have your phone number, but text me your name and tickets. We'll see if we can do that for you flying off the shelves here at talk 103.9 news money sports will be back Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. This texter uh, picking a perfect moment for Texas Tech tonight would be Mark Adams picking up a technical foul. Then Texas Tech being inspired and going on a 20-2 run right after to win. A lot of people have talked about... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people have talked about um, wanting to see emotion from Mark Adams. I I just don't think you'll see a big blow-up from Mark Adams. Now, Mark Adams uh, was yelling at the officials a little bit in Manhattan, having a conversation, but that's just not Mark Adams' style. Now, just specifically talking about on Saturday... Jerome Tang is an absolute maniac. A maniac on the sideline. Like, dude, chill out. <laughs> it's it's fairly ridiculous how wild Jerome Tang is on the sideline. But I kind of love it. Especially when it's a, such a striking difference to your own head coach and his demeanor. Now, I can tell you Mark Adams is locked in while on the floor. And Mark Adams is absolutely engaged, and it's kind of a quiet rage. But I'm not opposed to a little bit of a blow-up either. In sports there are times when a manager or a coach a head coach can buy buy a little fire from his team. You see a lot in baseball. Manager, "Hey, your team's in a slump, your team's not fired up. They they didn't show up today. Let's go buy a little fire by getting tossed." As a planned moment, You saw it against West Virginia with Texas Tech's Chris Beard a few years ago. Scooching across the floor on his butt. Because the the officials didn't grant a timeout. I do not see Mark Adams doing that. (laughs) Though it would be a sight to behold. Can you imagine Mark Adams scooting across the floor? Oh, that would be awesome. Now I want to see that. But I think there's something to anybody showing a little fire tonight. Just a little emotion. Maybe it's a, a, a ball slant. Now it, it's it's a it's a fine line. Sure. It is a fine line between being a a jerk and showing emotion. But I want this team to to rip a ball away after a whistle and get into a little pushing and shoving. There was a moment in the national championship run season where you got to the national championship game against West Virginia in Lubbock at a pivotal point in the season where there was a ball under the basket, a loose ball. A West Virginia guy picks it up. Nord the play's over. Nord Sodiase walks over and rips it out of his hands. He's like, nah, that's our ball. This is our house. It's our ball. There, there, there was no need for it. And Tech finished that game and won by like 20 after that moment. Somebody, somebody get crazy couple of texters here, just a little bit too late. We'll wrap it up there. The Raider Land tomorrow, 11 a.m. I've been Rob Bro. Be Rob Bro. We'll see them. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340. It's advertisers, staff, management, or town square media.